everybody. Welcome back to episode 56 of Talk of Fame Podcast with your host, Kylie Montigny. I'm so excited to have on singer-songwriter Hallie Curry. Seems so much come on, Hallie. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. I'm so happy to have you on. So you are a singer-songwriter. What made you want to start doing that and being in this industry? Yes. Um, so I was about 13 years old whenever I started playing guitar. I just... Um, Kind of picked it up as a hobby i just wanted to learn how to play i thought it'd be a fun instrument to learn and i ended up falling in love with it um and from there i just kept playing and playing i started singing actually to kind of accompany my guitar playing <clears throat> um and from there started songwriting and just fell in love with the craft in general it became my favorite thing to do um and then when i was about 17 years old that's when i decided that uh this is what i wanted to do forever so right out of high school I didn't go to college and I just started playing shows all around Missouri and Kansas, which is where I'm from. And uh, yeah, that's how it all got started. Moved to Nashville four years later and here I am. That's awesome. Like, did you ever think you would become like a singer songwriter or do you think like, oh, well, this is kind of like a once like kind of thing that hits you? Yeah, I, I don't know if I did. I loved putting on shows for my family growing up and, you know, just singing and dancing with my sisters and that kind of thing. And we always joked about I have three sisters, so I'm one of four girls, and we always joked about starting a band uh, growing up. But no, it was never really something I truly considered. It felt really impossible for me, honestly, just being from a small town in Missouri and having no one in the industry that I knew and no one in my family's musical at all. I didn't think it was possible to make it happen. So that's a good testament to you can do really anything you put your mind to if you're passionate about it. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I, like, when I was like, five years old, I was a very kind of shy, anxiety, independent girl, and, like, I was very independent, self-conscious, and, like, I had nothing, like, I had, like, nothing in my place, like, I had nothing that was my passion, I couldn't figure out which was my thing, and, like, I was always a very shy girl, I had nothing, like, to do, like, I was always, like, going, like, sporting events, and playing sports, as that's, that's me and my brother always play baseball growing up, so I kind of plays a little bit. But my sister always loved dancing, and she did dance growing up, so I always danced with her. But I always did dance, like, three months, so, like, that didn't turn out very well. But, like, the thing, like, I never actually pictured myself doing a podcast or even doing journalism because, like, I was always a very kind of shy girl from a small town in Pennsylvania. And so, like, I was like, how is a small-town girl in Pennsylvania and a very shy, independent, scared 14-year-old supposed to do a podcast. That's kind of not normal and everything. Then almost a year later, I'm thinking to myself, like, why, like, how is this even possible to think about? That is that? so amazing, though. That's exactly right. It's just finding those things you love, and even if they're outside of your comfort zone, going for it anyway. I still, to this day, I'm 25 now, and still to this day, I get scared every single time I step on stage. And I've been doing this for seven, eight years. And every time before I get on stage, I have massive stage fright. But it's just pushing yourself and, and doing what you're scared of because it's worth it. You know, and then just like you're seeing with this podcast. For sure. So you have released a debut EP finally at the end of 2020, which got 40 million views in under a year. What inspired you to write the EP? What was your reaction to getting 4 million streams on the EP? Well, honestly, so again, I've been playing out since I was 18. So I spent four years in Kansas City just playing live shows. I didn't have a single song out anywhere. Um, so I kind of built up a little fan base back home and just um, a consistent following, that kind of thing. 
but I didn't have any music for them to listen to. So I did things a little bit backwards in that regard. And then once I moved to Nashville, I took a year to do nothing but write for that project. Um, I was just learning how to co-write, learning how to structure a country song that when it's not just me in the room. And uh, then from there, learn production, learn you know what the studio world's like and everything. So it was a long time coming. That's why I ended up calling it finally. So I called my dad and I was like, I have these five songs. I know what I know what I'm doing. I know I'm putting these five out. I just don't know what to call the EP yet. And he goes, How about finally? He was just kidding around, thinking like, you know, surely I won't call it that. But I was like, that's actually really cool, and it makes sense because at the time, I mean, it'd been about six years at that point. I'd been pursuing music without a single song out, so it just felt like this breath of fresh air. It's finally here. Y'all go check it out, and thanks for being patient with me. <laughs> that's felt like a good intro into what I do as an artist. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I'm, like, that's kind of how, like, to think, like, people are probably thinking, like, this is taking so long to write, and once you think about it, you're like, okay, well, finally, it's finished, so that's a good kind of, break, like, a record-breaking point a little bit, then yeah. Yeah, I'm writing a book currently, and so, like, I was thinking to myself, like, um, what is, what am I going to call the book? Like, I don't know what to call the book. That's really the hardest part about like, writing is uh, what to call the project. And I like, sing songwriting in general. It's very kind of similar to like writing. Since you're grabbing your inspirations and then you come up with names. And so it's kind of very similar to what writing is. And so I asked myself, like, I'm a big Tori Kelly fan. So I was like, and I asked myself, like, uh, I was thinking about some, like, things to call it and like I was thinking to myself how about I'm bothered because that's one of her songs and like I was thinking to myself like I'm not bothered by people that bully me I don't really care about what people think yeah mm -hmm. and all that stuff I was like should I call this unbothered inspired by Tori Kelly or what should I do as a mom kind do you think I should call this unbothered and then she was like yeah do it do it yeah and I was like okay well I'm I might as well just call it this and you I kind of stuck with it. Now I haven't changed a thing. Like I. Oh, that's amazing! Yes, Isn't it that's only inspiration can come. Yes, exactly. And you can pull inspiration from anywhere, and it can play into your story too. And you know, it's a it's a song about about that, but then it means something completely different to you based on your circumstances. And you're you're gonna get to touch people's lives through now using that same word. And it's just it, the power of power of lyrics, the power of writing, the power of all of that is just really, really, really beautiful. Absolutely. So when you're writing a song, do you usually focus on the lyrics first or the music? Oh, I'm lyric first always. So I typically when I go into a write and that just looks like me walking into a room with two or three other writers, um, maybe one, one to three other writers, and we just sit down and we start working through a song. It's it's really straightforward. But um, I love personally, and everyone's process is different, but for me, what really works is having a really strong idea of what I want to say that day and what the concept of the song is. So I walk in and I'm just like, for Are You Okay, for example, that's my most recent single. Um, I walked into the room and it was just me and this girl named Ava Sapelsa. She's amazing. But I told her, I was like, I want to write a song that sounds like a letter to myself. And it never says that. Like it just, it's, it can sound like it's talking to anyone, but I know that I'm actually talking to me. And I want it to be called Are You Okay? And this is kind of the outline of what I want it to be about. I'm just not sure where to go with it yet. And then her and I just built it out from there. So that's that's the way I prefer to write. It just helps my brain kind of wrap around the whole idea. Yeah, absolutely. So do you have anyone that you look up to as a singer-songwriter or just kind of in general? Oh my gosh. There I could I could talk to you for hours about this question. Um I, I have so many people yeah. that I can go on for hours. Yes, exactly. It's hard to wrap it up into like a 
a quick answer, but starting out young, I um, I grew up on 90s country, a lot of females in 90s country, mm -hmm. so like um, The Chicks, Faith Hill, Martina McBride, and then getting to like Alan Jackson, George Strait, all of those people. I grew up on that in my car seat listening to them, so I think that's where the country influence comes from. And then all growing up, I listened to a lot of like Jason Mraz, Colby Calais, um, Rayleigh Montaigne, all those kind of people, kind of more singer-songwriter. And then now I, I just adore, you know, like Casey Musgraves and Miranda Lambert and a lot of just the legends in country music now because I just love the way they've formed their artistry over time and um, I admire that a lot. So I kind of pull from all walks of music, but country is definitely where my heart is and it's the most focused on storytelling, so that's why relate to it so much yeah absolutely like I like two years ago I really started getting the country music especially this year I kind of got into it more and then like country music is something that I listen to daily I never get bored of I always listen like Walker Hayes uh Carrie Underwood uh Miranda Lambert like there's so many I love and like there's so many like Dolly Parton is one of them and like Miranda Lambert is like really an icon right now like she's someone that's amazing at what she does right now and they did you ever hear the song Something Bad by her and Carrie Underwood? The oh, yeah. oh, yeah. Oh, that, I, that's, I think that's one of the best kind of collabs in country. Like, Absolutely. Country. And it's a two powerhouse women together. I love that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's one, that's one song that I'm thinking to myself, like, this is, no one can, like, replace these, this duo. Like, this is one yes. of the best duos to ever come in country music. So together. true. There's no so one true. can the song or anything. Yep, yeah, two legends together for that one. Mm -hmm. So when you when um you are, are writing a song, do you have anything specific that inspires you when you're writing? Lately, I've been really loving to just pull from the deepest parts of my heart. The deep that sounds really cheesy, but like truly finding the the most vulnerable parts of me and exposing those because I think there's a lot of power and a lot of healing that comes from comes through music if you are able to be truly authentic through it. So it took me a while to get to that point and I'm obviously still growing in it and still learning, but um, I think the more vulnerable I am, the more connected I feel to my audience, the more um, healing I feel through it for me and for other people. You know, I get messages all the time about certain songs, like really people really relating to certain songs and it helping them a lot through hard times and that kind of thing. So that is like my biggest dream is just to you know, whether it's 10 people or 10 million people, I just want to, to touch people with my lyrics. So um, that is definitely the priority for me. Yeah, absolutely. That's kind of what I'm trying to do. I'm the same exact kind of thing as you. Like, I'm trying to inspire, like, not only hundreds of people, not people that, I don't know how many people listen to this podcast necessary, but come a hundred at least. But, like, like, no matter how many like views I get, like that's something that I don't count on. That's something like as long as I'm doing a podcast, if I like it, then I'm happy. Like I don't care about the view. That's really the most important thing. And it's so, like I'm as as long as I'm inspiring people, making an impact uh, in their lives with this podcast and a guest and all those things, and then I'm doing something right. Like that's really the most important thing. Could not agree more with you. And so you recently came out with a song called Nothing Left. What well, basically inspired you to write that song? Yeah, speaking of vulnerability, oh my gosh, this one pulled me in so many directions. Um, the day I sat down to write this one, I was feeling very, very lost, very defeated, very drained and just tired and emotional. And 
I just remember Kendall Brower was the one of the writers I wrote it with, and I just remember sitting down, and she's we're very similar in our like sensitivities and our emotions and everything. So I just told her that what I was what I was feeling and everything I was walking through, and she's like, I cannot tell you how much I relate to that feeling and how many times I've felt like that. So let's write about it, and we just we started talking about those emotions. And actually, the hook used to be different. I can't remember what it was, but we landed on something else, and then later went back and changed it to Nothing Left, and it just when I wrote that song and I heard it back the first time I just sobbed I was like this it just came from a place of feeling really tired because I wasn't taking care of myself which kind of plays into the next one are you okay where you know I for a while there was just running 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 trying to be everything for everyone and not taking care of myself at all and that's kind of where that came from yeah and like I totally relate to that because like I'm always very recently, actually, I'm always taking care of everyone and others and trying to do things to make my make me and the podcast a success and worrying about other people other than me. I'm just like, I'm never taking care of myself. I'm always like stressing, crying. I'm always like overwhelmed. And like, I'm to think like my sister and brother told me a couple of days ago that like, Kylie, you need to take care of yourself. You need to enjoy life. You need to enjoy yourself while you can. You can't make this whole thing about your life. You can't take, make sure everyone's okay. You need to make sure you're okay yep. before anything else. I'm like, well, how am I supposed to do that? Like, how am I supposed to take care of myself? I'm worried about everyone else. Like, my grandma's had just got diagnosed with cancer recently. And so I'm really taking care of her, trying to focus on her and make sure she's okay if I need to get her anything. And like then, like, other things, podcasts and stuff, I'm like, how am I supposed to kind of chill out and do nothing? How am I supposed to like write stuff down? How am I supposed to take care of myself? You know what I mean? I know exactly what you mean. And that's such a beautiful gift you've been given. Your empathy and your heart for other people is a gift. And But it, it's just if you're not using it correctly, it can become really toxic to yourself. But, um, you know, taking those things that are all beautiful things and making sure you're, you're well-rested, you're fed well, you are getting enough sleep, you're getting enough exercise, just... If I would have learned all that a decade ago at your age instead of now at 25, like that would have been, it would have changed the trajectory of my life in a lot of ways just because I would have known that it is, it is a talent and a gift I've been given the way I can love people and the way I can take care of other people. But I'm supposed to first take care of myself because you can't pour from an empty cup. You can't give and give and give if you have nothing left inside of you. So that's where that song was coming from. And I'm glad you can relate to it, but definitely need to love on yourself just like you love on other people. Mm-hmm, for sure. So since like the pandemic started back in 2020, how do you think like songwriting has changed since the pandemic started? Oh my gosh, that's a great question. I was doing the Zoom rights for a little while and I did not like them at all. Um, mm-hmm. Instead of meeting in person, we were all meeting over Zoom and trying to write a song on a webcam and it was, it was really tough. Um, but thankfully, since things have li- uh, lightened up a lot, We've been able to meet in person and go back to that and i think i think covid did this beautiful thing to people where it allowed or it kind of forced us not even allowed us it forced us to be um still for a moment and just really reflect on what actually matters and where our hearts actually are and you can't distract yourself with the next thing and the next thing instead you kind of had to sit still and reflect on where you are and i think that brought a lot of really honest songwriting from that i know it changed it changed a lot for me in that regard Mm-hmm. And so, like, like, when COVID started, like, for everyone, everyone thought like, this would probably be a couple-week thing, and then, like, oh, we're going to look back to our life, but that now, two years later, it's, like, still going on. And to think, like, 
once the pandemic started, it kind of showed everyone to slow down a bit, like you said, and basically relax and take care of yourself and try to kind of like make sure, like kind of do things in a different way. Since you couldn't leave the house and you couldn't really see people from afar. And so you really couldn't do anything. So I'm like, okay, well, I should probably write, write music, uh, write projects. It, it allowed people more time to do things in terms of like basically in the entertainment industry, it's like more time to do things and more time to write and trying to figure out things in the industry and what to change and what not to change. So there's definitely been pros and cons to yes. this. Silver lining like, like the pandemic, so but still it's just it's just crazy how long we just still in this pandemic. I cannot agree more. And so the final question for the interview is, what is some advice for younger generations that like to be a singer-songwriter one day? Oh, man. I think it kind of goes back to a full circle moment with our first question where I just think if I can, and this sounds so cliche, and I, but I genuinely mean this, like if I can do it, anyone can. Like anyone who wants to put their mind to it, really work hard at it, is that passionate about it and feels that called to do that can absolutely do it. Um, I'm from a town in Missouri. I have not a single musical contact. No one in my family plays any instruments. If I can be where I'm at now with that kind of a background, I really believe that anyone can do that. Um, but more than that, even, I just think, you know, it, it, if you're doing what you love, it's so, it's so worth the journey. And I think you're seeing that with this podcast and everything now. Like, there's work behind it that people don't see. There's a lot of setup. There's a lot of prep. There's a lot of things that go into it besides just this conversation. It's not mm -hmm. that simple. Um, but, you know, these moments and, and, and getting the reward and seeing the fruit from what all the efforts you're putting in, like, that really does make it worthwhile. And it's the same thing with what I'm doing. There's a lot of work that people don't see and a lot of um, tedious things and things that are kind of annoying that I don't really want to do sometimes. But it's so worth it in the end because... You know, it's something that really does fulfill me. It makes me feel um, like I'm making a difference in some way. And all the glory goes back to God for that, for allowing me the gifts that I have. But that's that's truly the best advice I can give you. It's just like, if you find something you love, just stick with it and keep going. Yeah, for sure. I totally agree with that. Like, some, like every, any, any specific thing that you do, either songwriting, acting, podcasting, no matter what it is, there's always a lot of work towards it. No matter what it is, there's always work. And so, like, not like, People don't see that there's a lot of work to put into something. Like they're like, oh, there's there's having this conversation. They probably can't do anything. Like she probably doesn't have to prepare or anything. And then I'm saying the night before, like researching, like yeah, I can tell you that. And like it's hard for me to think. And yeah. you spend hours of your day trying to figure out researching. And sometimes I'm like, God, I do not want to do this. I don't have time for this. I want to sleep. I want to relax. And like this, it's very hard and like, what's the word I'm looking for? Like a very, like, stress relief, I will say. Yeah. It's like, sometimes it can be very calming and trying to get your mind off things, but then you're like, okay, well, uh, well I don't I have to do this. Like, it depends on what, you, like, what your aspect is. But like, there's always work, no matter the situation. And you might okay. not think, oh, like, this is not hard, but it can be. You might, this conversation might not be hard, but, but things coming into it is hard. Yeah. And There's always out. something right. going on with the yeah. aspect of what the conversation is about. 
I guess another thing I would say, and I want to also just say I'm proud of you for doing this, is that I had a lot of people when I was first starting out, you, you briefly touched on the bullying thing, um, and I had a lot of people when I first started saying that I was going to do this, ridicule me, make fun of me, talk behind my back, say things about how I wouldn't ever, ever be able to do it, I couldn't do it. Um, they talk about that I wasn't a good singer, or I'm not a good guitar player, or not pretty enough, or whatever it was. There were always things um, that could have stopped me, and if I would have listened to them, I wouldn't be where I am right now. And so, again, once you find those things that you love, and it's okay to leave it open to change, but if you find that thing you love, don't listen to the voices of other people. You just gotta, um, you know, take your couple people that you really trust and you believe in and you love, um, can confide in, and listen to their advice, listen to their encouragement, and keep pressing forward. But there will always be people who say the opposite of what you're doing. I still today have people say things against what I'm doing, but it's like I'm at this point where I don't care anymore, but I haven't always been there. It was really hard for a long time. So um, I'm proud of you for doing that and for doing something you love regardless of what other people are saying and coming out of your shell and doing a podcast that's incredible that's so cool and it's just it's going to be worthwhile so keep at it and thank you so much I'm very proud of you too like like for always I was always bullied like you said like people always judge me for who I am and what I do and like who whose sibling I am because I'm a twin sister so I'm always being judged for who I am related to and people always talk about my back and that I'm not good enough I'm not pretty enough and like and it's not good enough. I shouldn't be doing this. And girls are now welcome in the industry. Like women are not allowed. Men it's gonna take over. And like think myself like I can be whoever I want. I don't really care what what you think. And like women are really conquering the industry. There's so many people in the industry. Like Jennifer Lopez. Like there's so many women out there really conquering the industry. That's like really making an impact on people. And I'm always thinking if I want to be like them. If I want to make an impact, if I want to be that big of person in the industry, then I have to keep going. No matter how hard the work is, I still have to keep going and work hard. You are absolutely right. And I think you're going to inspire a lot of people with that attitude. Thank you so much. I just want to thank you so much for coming on the podcast. You're amazing. You're so kind. I just want to thank you so much for coming on the podcast. You're amazing. And, and thank you so much for coming on again. I can't thank you enough for having me. I'm so thankful for the opportunity. Thank you so, so much. You're the sweetest thing. Thank you. We'll definitely speak soon. I would love that. I would love that. So thank you so much.